All glory to Jesus. Another blessed morning out there. Welcome to the Porter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. I hope you had a beautiful, wonderful night rest. Well, this morning, once again, by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, and of course, by the love of the Father, we will continue in our journey, amen, in this uh, period of fast. The Lord is taking us somewhere. We are journeying. We are moving somewhere. We are proceeding to a place, amen, of his divine intention. And in the past uh, seven days, today, of course, is our seventh day. In the past seven days, or rather six days, we're making today seven. We have learned so many things. We are learning so many things. I believe our spirit has entered into a new spiritual uh, experience. I believe that we have been brought into a new dimension where we can begin to understand or even begin to interact with certain reality, amen, in our spiritual uh, maturity that will begin to show forth, amen, in days to come. I believe that the days that we live in, amen, are interesting days. There's a word the Lord, amen, dropped in my spirit this morning. He's kept the best for last. And I think, uh, we should just look into that perspective this morning as I'll take your mind again back to Daniel and then we will just uh, pray and then we will be done this morning. But this, the days that we live in, of course, are interesting days. One of the things that we have established during this uh, period of fast, particularly in the towards the beginning, amen, is that the Lord is renewing the strength of his church. And that means so many things. Amen. We can look at that word renewal from various, you know, perspective. All right. Starting from, yes, you know, uh, uh, renewing our spiritual strength. Because in, in the things of God, we need strength. Amen. To, to you know, to mature, to grow, to, to move on with God. We cannot transit with God. Amen. If we are not constantly, uh, you know, sourcing, you know, strength and, and the, the knowledge and all of the things that define strength from the Lord, all right? Like, like we prayed, I think, was the second or third day, all right? We're praying for strength, and, and, and strength comes, comes from various, you know, a, a, a spiritual, you know, direction, comes from various spiritual source. Of course, all of these are in God, but, you know, strength is, is, is wisdom, strength is knowledge, Amen. Strength is counsel. Strength is the fear of God. Strength is is, is courage. Amen. Strength is, is is divine provision. All right. There are all kinds of strength that we need. We need financial strength. We would never, you know, downplay that. We need financial strength to be able to do the things that we need to do. Amen. We need strength to 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 help us stand in faith. All right. Yes. The Bible talk about you know uh, uh, the children of Ephraim. Amen who was armed for war, armed for war, but ran in the days of battle, all right? So we can see that it's not it's not just about, you know, not having what it takes to fight, but not also having the courage, amen, can, can you know, can, can, can spell, you know, you know, doom for one. So we need strength, amen, in every area. And if there's anything, I believe the spirit of the Lord, amen, is, is doing and emphasizing, amen, within our spirit man in this season is that we need to be empowered, amen. We need to be poured into the spirit of God must release strength, amen, into our space, into our lives, into our, you know, our, 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 our 
you know, ministry, our homes, our family, our marriage, amen, our career, whatever the Lord has called us to do, whatever the Lord has sourced, amen, has demanded us to do, we need to source strength, amen, to carry out those things. And that's why you will notice in the scripture that everyone that God called to carry out an assignment, there was a period where they had to wait, they had to be trained, they had to be empowered, they had to be, you know, you know, re, re, renewed, reformed, amen. They have, they have to be properly realigned, amen, to God's heart, to God's mind, so that, amen, they are able to effectively, amen, carry out the things that is required. I mean, our Lord Jesus Christ, he defined to us, he reflects to us, amen, a, a, a life that is that is connected to the greed of God's energy. Everything he did, according to John 5, amen, he did because he heard his father. He did because, amen, he saw what his father was doing. And so the Lord, amen, is calling us, you know, uh, uh, demanding that we return back to the place, amen, where our life is ever connected, amen, to that ever-flowing river, to that ever-fountain, so that, amen, in everything that we do, we are not disenfranchised, we are not disadvantaged. And so this is a time of renewal for us, friends, amen. Many of us have lost vision. Many of us have lost, have lost direction. Many in the body of Christ have lost this essence and the sense, amen, of why they exist and why they are even called. It's like we have been carried away, amen, by, by the values and the, and, the, and the depressing culture of Babylon, amen. We have been overwhelmed and over, 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 overridden, amen, by the system of this world. Now this is a time of return. And in this return, we want to believe the Lord, amen, that everything that he has demanded and ordained for us, we will do, amen. And whatever it is in our life, amen, whatever garment that we have worn that is not, amen, reflecting a, a, a position, a, a condition, amen, of trust and dependence on the Lord, we want to strip ourselves from those things, amen. And that's why I believe this morning again that the Lord will have us, amen, continue to press in as he renews us, as he, you know, he transforms us, as he brings us to a place, amen, of total trust and dependence on his word, on his will. I believe this morning once again that we will be renewed in the spirit of our mind. <clears throat> I believe that every faculty of our life, amen, will be awakened, amen, to honor God, to glorify him, and to magnify him. This is the day of the Lord. We want to believe God for great things this morning. We want to believe God, amen, for a renewal, for transformation, for a reformation. We want our mind to be realigned, amen. Thank you so very much this morning, my dear sister. Thank you for connecting. We want to believe God for our mind to be realigned, amen, to that effective order of the mind of Christ, amen. Remember, we talked about this amen, a few days ago. I'm not even sure. I think we even talked about it yesterday morning. Yes, that we cannot, amen, effectively carry out, amen, a spiritual a, 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 a breakthrough, a spiritual advancement without the soundness of our mind. Our mind plays a, a pivotal role, amen, in the advancement, amen, of our spiritual, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 
you know, initiative. We, we cannot, we cannot live our life in a state where our mind, amen, is captured by the systems of this world, is captured by fear and doubt, amen, and, and, and hopelessness and disbelief, amen. No, we cannot. God is bringing us to divine unity. Our spirit, soul, and body, amen, must come to divine, amen, harmony, must come to divine synchronization. We must live, amen, in that point, in that place where every part of our life, amen, says yes to the will of God. Hallelujah. This is what we believe in God for. And I believe that today, that is the seventh day of this fast, that we have actually shifted gear. I believe that we have shifted gear. I had a vision yesterday night. I thought I should maybe just while I'm on this, I should share this. In, in fact, I had two visions that are concurrent, but I, I, let, let, me, let me emphasize on one. And this is very important. This is very important because I believe the Lord, I believe that this vision, amen, is, is a parable, amen, of, of, of God speaking to the body of Christ, speaking to the body of Christ. You know, I was, I was at this place and uh, while I, I stood by, I was watching, you know, two, two men, two men showed up, two men just showed up, you know, to, towards this guy. I think this guy was it was, you know, uh, I, I'm not sure if he was trying to get some things from the boot of his car. I was just watching and looking at this, you know, you know, scene. And how do I know this is God speaking to the church? Because that's what the Spirit of the Lord dropped in my spirit. You know, sometimes the Lord, when he gives you a vision, he gives you immediate interpretation that this thing that I'm showing you is about the church. Sometimes you need to, you know, you need to figure that out by your own, you know, you know, spiritual maturity. Sometimes it takes a while. But, you know, at this point, it was so clear that God was speaking to me about the church. And, you know, this man was doing something, you know, at the booth, well-dressed, well, you know, looking well. Two, two guys also just walked up to him. All right. And they did as if they are, you know, they, they, I'm not sure they're supposed to be representing, you know, you know, the government, you know, but they, they look as they, 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 they were talking as if they were responsible person. They were trying to either, you know, probe the, the guy. What are you carrying? You know, I, I'm not sure. They, 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 they look like security guys. That's the way I should put it. They look like security guys. So this guy, okay, was playing along with them, all right? He, he was showing them papers, he was showing them all kinds of things and all of that. And so they, they confiscated, you know, a, a, like a bag from him. And, and uh, they said, follow us. So this guy was following them. You know, this guy was following them. And I was also following until they got to, you know, this very crowdy place. The place was very crowdy. A lot of people there. You know, it's like you're in the city, you're you are, you are in the midst of, you know, uh, uh, you know, Broad Street in Lagos. At least that, that I know. That place you don't want to go if you, if you don't have what they call liver, if you're not strong. All right? Because people like pushing you here and there, you know? Uh, yeah. You know, every city has got their own crazy, you know, uh, uh, CBDs. You know, you, you've, if you're carrying a bag, you've got to carry that. In fact, back in the days when, when i'm going to you know downtown lagos i don't go with my car i just pack it somewhere you know i take a walk you know because the place is crazy so we got to this place and everything was just rowdy 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 and this man was still following them suddenly these people that were looking so you know well dressed and all of that just changed they just changed to like you know they look like a tog they look like you know this stout this you know ungodly you know guys so apparently this guy's been robbed. Suddenly they just began to run. 
And this man kept chasing them, kept calling them, kept chasing them. And I'm watching. He, he kept chasing them. And one ran towards, you know, the other side, the other ran towards the other side, you know, and they just, you know, disappear into the, into the, into the crowd. And I'm watching what's going on. And I'm saying to myself, this guy's been robbed, this guy's been robbed, this guy's been robbed. But this man himself cannot even, you know, you know, shout and, 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 you know, scream and say thief or something. I was the one screaming thief, 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 this guy's been robbed. And the scene, of course, changed to something else. Just while, amen, I, I was thinking about that, the Lord began to speak to me. He said, this is what is happening to the church. That the church is being robbed. Now, I don't know what the church is being robbed of. I don't know what, you know, that document represents. But I know, amen, that there are several things, all right, that we are falling prey into from the camp of the enemy. The enemy is coming and disguising himself, all right, you know, playing this, okay, nice guy and sneaks into, you know, into our camps, into our lives, only for, only for him to rob us. But as I was thinking about this, you know, I, I, I felt the Spirit was saying, the church is being robbed, amen, of a sense of spirituality, of a sense of, you know, of, of essence, life power all of the things that we are doing today amen we're just basically going through the motion a lot of people today this morning sunday will be going to a place they call church all right which is good if what they're doing there amen is going to advance their life is going to inform them it's going to build them up it's going to encourage them all right but many i can tell you sadly many all right will just be going for entertainment we we'll just be going, all right, to you know, to get some, to get some shot, you know, like a vaccine, to get get some shot that maybe we'll wear off after after some while, you know, all kinds of things that we have allowed the enemy, all right, to rob us off. Now, of course, one guy ran towards the left, the other ran towards the side. Which one are you going to chase? He had the man just there looking; he can't do nothing. And this was a, you know, a very short but a precise picture of what is going on. Now, one of the things that I believe the Lord is doing or revealing and showing us in this season, all right, is, is the ability to regain, amen, our, our position of authority, to regain our identity, our location, amen, at the gate so that we are not, amen, we are not robbed. So that the enemy does not take advantage of our ignorance, Amen. I believe the Lord is calling us once again to rise up in our spirit, man. To be fully aware, to be fully alive. So that when people are in this system, whatever it is, demonic system, come into your space to want to rob you in, in the name of some disguise, amen, that you are able to see be, behind the veneer, you are able to see behind the mask, you are able to see, amen, behind the, the lies and deceit, amen, that you are able to stand your ground, amen. I would have assumed, amen, when this guy was complying, you should have asked for some ID, you know, something, all right, who are you guys, let me see, all right, and be able to identify, be able to authenticate if indeed, amen, these people are from the government or they are from, you know, law enforcement or whatever, you know, they claim to represent. But this man fell for them. And many times we have fall for things like this. This is happening in the, in the natural sense, but this is something the Lord, amen, is revealing and showing me in, 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 that is also happening in the spirit realm. Do you know your place? Do you know your authority? 
Do you know, amen, who you are in the Lord? And I'm not just saying this as something that, you know, we, we declare in the charismatic, you know, community. I'm really saying this from a position, amen, of true spiritual, you know, authority. I remember I, 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 we wrote a book, you know, uh, uh, last year, just towards the end of last year, amen, on redefining spiritual authority. I mean, these are, these are materials that, I tell you, is, is an all-time seasoned material. A material that can always help you. One of the best material we have released and put out there, amen, to benefit the body of Christ so that we are not captured. We are, we are, not, we are, not, we are not, you know, lured into some lies in the name of spiritual authority. Somebody exercising spiritual authority over your life and therefore you find yourself, amen, in some kind of imprisonment, amen. This is a new day. God is speaking to us with clear voice. God is demanding that we rise up. We come to the place of maturity, amen, so that we are not taken advantage of. Hallelujah. The church was deceived. This man was deceived that represent the church. And of course, he ran away. Excuse me, they ran away. Um, he, didn't get, he didn't get what he, I mean. Except maybe he goes to report amen, to, to, you know, to the police. In fact, I think I was thinking about that. Why don't you go report to the police and things like that and things like that. Thank you, Father. Now, another, uh, maybe I should just bring this to another, you know, dimension of the next, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, almost like a face of, the, of, of this vision. And this has to do with, you know, some time ago I talked about uh, where God is releasing angels. God is releasing, a, you know, God is releasing angelic ministry. Yes, I think I should also just put this because, like I said, all of this vision, they are in, interconnected. Now, I was in a place, I was in another place, almost like, you know, uh, um, the, the, the children are, are having come some kind of, you know, uh, get together somewhere, like an event. I'm not sure, all right? but it was like an event for, for kids, teenagers and all of that. You know, I think my children were there, but there was also this, you know, uh, this, you know, this, this boy, you know, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, it, there was this other boy. I'm just leaving it that way. But I think I should emphasize, okay, that this boy, all right, of course, is an is an African boy. He's he's, he's a black boy, all right, dark boy. You know, you want don't want to be politically correct. But you know, when you say black or dark or yellow, you know, brown, but he's a black boy. I think the law wants me to also emphasize the the point that the boy, amen is that because there's a stereotype all right that that is accorded to you know uh, uh children or or you know the, the the africans black africans there's this there's this stereotype because i think that's part of what the lord is trying to emphasize of course and i'm not the one to shy away from calling things the way they are but this african boy it, there's this mindset that it's like a competition it's like a competition but there was this mindset, even in me, that I hope this boy will be able to carry out this thing. This, we'll be able to do this, to recite this thing. I think it's, it's a recitation. This boy will be able to recite these things, you know. And, and, and the boy came. Apparently, I, I, I seem to know the father. A huge man, tall, dark, 
You know, in that vision, it seemed I know him. It seemed, you know, we always exchange pleasantry. You know, we walk, you know, I see him on the road, you know, and we, we, we just exchange pleasantry and he will smile, you know, smile at me. But I really don't know him. We've not had a one-to-one -one conversation with him. I really don't know him. But uh, but I, I, I know him because I see him. Maybe, you know, we go out, you know, I'm walking on the street. So I see him and we just say hi because, I mean, I greet everybody. Everybody I see around I just greet them you know but this guy you know you can't you you can't ignore him he's he's huge he's, he's you know he's dark in color but huge you know and so I know this boy too it's like in this vision I also know this boy but I don't know that this this man a man is the father of this boy Right? But I know this boy and I've never had any contact with him but I just know you know he's a child you see around you know, and so it was time for him to, to, you know, and it seemed this boy couldn't speak English, doesn't know how to speak English. So, but when this boy, amen, got to the podium, it was his time to recite whatever it is they were reciting. And this boy, boy just opened his mouth and everybody was like, whoa, <laughs> this guy recited not only did he recite the thing that was supposed to recite but the way he recited it the english that was flowing out of him is like i've never heard somebody speak like this before so after the whole thing i went to the man and i said oh is this your boy he said yes he's my boy he's my boy you know and we began to chat and the man said to me i know you I've always watched you. I've always, it's like, I've always, you know, watch over you. I've always protected you. And I'm asking myself, what's this man talking about? He was speaking, it was like he was speaking in parable to me that I've always, I've always protected you. I've always guided you. I've been sent to guide you, to watch you. But you've got a son. Well, am I that son? I don't know. Maybe I'm the son. I could be. Maybe I'm even looking at myself, you see. But one thing that came straight to my spirit is this is not just an ordinary man. This is a spiritual being. This is an angel. But who says angels are white? <laughs> who says angels must have wings? But you could see this guy, the way he's built. You don't want to mess with him. But I tell you, he has one of the most kindest, calm voice. The way he was speaking, so gentle. But you could see his, his biceps and triceps, his, his muscle. You, I mean, physically, you don't want to go around this man. But talking to him just melts your heart. And I'm saying to the Lord, Lord, what are you, what are you, what are you saying? But I believe the Lord is saying beyond what I even think he's saying. All right? And, and when we finished, the boy, the man said, no, we need to go now. I need to take the boy home. And I wanted to ask him, you know, what about your wife? But something in me could not just, you know, ask. You know, it's like, it's like just be quiet. It's like, just be quiet. You're, you're, you're talking to an angel. All right, and of course, another scene I think happened, and this man was, you know, there protecting. He was, in fact, behind me, and that was where everything began to, you know, get clearer to me that truly 
maybe I'm dealing with, you know, an angel who has been sent to watch, to protect, you know. But the point that I'm making is, just like I said earlier on, I also had in mind that this boy will not be able to carry out, will not be able to recite whatever it is that we were called to recite because there were a lot of white people there, you know. It was a, it was a big show, all right. But this boy just stepped out calmly, took the stage, and began to, re and he recited this thing for a period of time. It's like he knew every word in and out. Calmly, he finished. He didn't even smile. He, did, he just went to his father. Am I the boy? I don't know. Sometimes in a vision, God can reveal something like that to you. And you're actually that boy. All right. But I know one thing. Yes, me growing up, it was a talk of war. You know, being able to speak. And be able to declare the kind of things, right? even be able to speak English, it was challenging. All right? But today, here am I. But I believe that God is also speaking to us you know, as a body of Christ. That let's take the limit of ourselves because God has sent amen, help to us. And this help, sometimes we may not see it, all right? but they are there. He promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Secondly, amen, let's take the limit of the issues of identity. No matter the color, no matter, amen, your skin, no matter, you know, your limitations, your, your frailty, no matter how you grew up, it's time to step into, amen, that realm, that arena, amen, of possibility. Isn't it amazing that, amen, Sunday morning, God can be seventh day of our fast. God can be speaking to us, amen, in, in, in dreams, in parables, amen. God can be showing us dimension because, like I said, I believe that we are entering into, amen, a new season. I believe that we have entered, we have shifted gear, amen. If, if you have been following, amen, me from, from the beginning, amen, to, to this point, I believe that the Spirit of the Lord, amen, has, has, has taken us into a different lane. We are, we are now, amen, on, 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 on a path, on a lane, amen, that will continue to show us things in a more clearer dimension, in a more, amen, profound way. I believe that our spirit, amen, has entered a new realm of maturity. I believe that is, amen, that is an outpouring of the, of the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, amen, upon our life. This, the sevenfold spirit of God, amen, is, is developing us, is maturing us, amen. We are entering into a new realm, amen, of strength. Remember, I was talking about strength. This man was strong. And of course, our strength comes from the Lord. Our strength is in the Lord. So as we continue to fast, amen, I want us to, you know, look at all of the things the Lord is saying to us. Let's emphasize, let's, let's continue to pray along, amen, the things the Lord, amen, is revealing to us. Let's continue to depend, let's continue to grow, let's continue to rehearse these things. Let's not allow this thing, amen, to, to sleep by us. The Bible says they heard this thing, but because the word was not mixed with faith, therefore, amen, productivity was was impossible we want to be able to produce amen in accordance to god's counsel and will for our life now uh, i i want to take your mind to uh, uh two scriptures let's start with john chapter 2 first as i said i believe that we have entered in you know a new era a new position 
within our spiritual life, this new era will, will begin to allow us to understand things, see things the way God, amen, will have us see them. One of the issues that we have, we have been, we've, we've heard as the body of Christ is that when the day of the Lord dawns on us, the day of maturity, day to move to a new season, new level, a new height, all right, that many are not prepared. Many are not prepared. So when, the begin, when God begins to interact with his body from that new position, amen, many are confused. Many are, you know, you know just like in a limbo they, because they cannot interact. They cannot relate with what God is doing there, all right? And God, God, is, not, God is not backing down. He's not stopping, amen. He's on a journey. He's on, his, he's on a move. Remember, the Bible says, amen, that uh, as the virgins were waiting, amen, yes, the time they thought the master of the house was going to return, they thought, amen, they, the, 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 the bridegroom will return. He didn't return at that period in time, so they went to sleep. But he was coming, amen. And when he came, the Bible says, amen, five were, were, were sleeping. So we, we, have to, we have to keep ourselves, amen, alive, awake, amen. Towards the things that God, amen, have said. Towards the things the Lord, amen, has promised. We have to keep ourselves spiritually alert. We have to, amen, we have to keep ourselves awake in the knowledge of God's will and purpose. Yesterday we looked at that concept, amen. That he that will come will come, amen. 70 years of the promises of God, amen. Never, never abated. God never stopped, amen, what he has said, amen. After 70 years, I will visit and I said, a lot can happen, amen, in 70 years. A lot can happen and a lot has happened, amen. God has given us a window of opportunity to get ourselves ready and prepared for the next, amen, major prophetic event that will be taking place in the earth. This is a period of waiting, renewal, amen, reset, if you will, amen, a time of taking in, a time of spiritual deposit, a time, amen, of realigning our vision, amen, and a lot is going to happen, amen, in this next 10 years. Of course, so much has already happened. Many people that we began, amen, this journey with, hallelujah, in, in, in this dimension of what God wants to do. Many of them have fallen by the wayside. Many of them, amen, have crossed to the other side. They're gone, amen. Many have gone back, all right. But if, 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 we, if we believe that God, amen, has called us and has positioned us for such a time as this, then we want to maintain, amen, we want to maintain our stand. We want to maintain, amen, our focus. We want to maintain our spiritual savour. We want to maintain, amen, our, our ability, amen, to constantly, amen, respond to, to, you know, to the promptings, amen, of, of the intentions of God, hallelujah, for our time. Now, look at this scripture with me in John chapter, chapter 2. In John chapter 2, the Bible says, On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Jesus, Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciple, as also, and Jesus and his disciple had also been invited to the wedding. It seemed this invitation were actually two kinds of invitation. You know, many times when I read the scripture, I thought, okay, Jesus and his mother were invited. But if you look at how the scripture puts it, it seemed there are two kinds. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciple, and his disciple also. Had been invited to the wedding. Okay, let's read on. When the when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said, All right, to him, they have no more wine. When the wine, amen, was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, 
They had no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servant, Do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six amen, stones water jars, the kind used by the, Jew, by the Jews for you know, ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they did fill them amen, to the brim. Then he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. Take it to the master of the banquet. Now I've always seen this scripture, amen, as a parabolic, amen, uh, uh, you know, scripture as as a, as a prophetic, amen, picture that the Lord, amen, is 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 painting. The Bible says, amen, on the third day a wedding took place in Cana of Galilee. All right. So basically, we know prophetically that the third day is a day of the Lord, is a day, amen, of 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 of, of newness, is a day, amen, of God's in intervention, amen. Yes, the, the, the third day in the scripture, amen, always refer to a significant, amen, period in time where there is a shifting, amen, in the affairs, you know, of, of God regarding, amen, the earth, in the affairs of God's prophetic counsel. All right. Yes. So the Bible says there was a wedding. There was a coming together. Amen. A, a union that was supposed to be producing, bringing forth. Amen. That which, amen, should honor God, should glorify God. Because, amen, wedding, amen, uh, marriage is of God. God defined, God designed marriage, amen, for the advancement, amen, of his will and purposes. Now the Bible says on the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Now the mistake we don't want to make, amen, as men and women being brought into the third day, amen, is, first of all, basically to just invite Jesus into our life, amen, without him, amen, having full access, without him, amen, having full control of our life. The Bible says Jesus and his disciples were also invited. I found that very interesting. Many of us, you know, have invited Jesus into our life. But we have not made Jesus the Lord of our life. We have not allowed him, amen, to be the presiding officer, to, to be the chief host, to be the one, amen, in control, to be the definer, amen, of our life. So it's not going to be enough, amen, uh, you know, to invite Jesus into our life in, 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 in this season in time, amen. It's good, but it's not good enough. We have to go beyond just an invitation, because we are in the third day. In the third day, amen, the Lord is in charge. The Lord is in control. In the third day, amen, he has all the say. In the third day, amen, everything must be laid down at his feet. Every idea, amen, even the wedding itself must be defined by him. He must be the one choosing who to marry and who not to marry, who to connect to and who not to connect to. He must be the one, amen, defining the kind of wine that must be served. Apparently, amen, they, they had their own arrangements. But they ran out of wine. Because if the Lord was in charge and con in control, amen, from the beginning, they wouldn't need to run out of wine. What am I flagging this morning? That even in the third day, we must be careful. Because I'm sure you've heard the concept of the third day, the third day church. Amen. The third day saints. 
Even in the third day, we have to be careful, amen, not to, not to involve ourselves in things that the Lord, amen, is not totally, amen, in control of. We must be careful not to yield ourselves, not to submit ourselves to any form of initiative. I mean, wedding is the most important decision a man will ever make outside his, his or her salvation. Wedding is a decision a person will ever make outside his or her salvation. Amen. If you remove the, I, the concept of deciding to choose to follow the Lord, I think the most next most important thing in your life, amen, is who you're going to spend your life with on earth. Because if you choose the wrong person, amen, your life is going to be a living hell. If you marry the wrong person, amen, no matter how educated, how rich you are, how wealthy, how informed, how influential you are, if you get to marry the wrong person, your life is a living hell. So, this is very, very important and crucial, amen, to how life and society, amen, is shaped. Every one of us and all the things happening in society today, amen, are all informed by the kind of people, relationship, amen, We've gone into community. I, you know, are born, amen, from family units. Families are made, amen, by what? By marriage. Society today, the kind of society we have, amen, are designed based on the people we choose to live our life with. Your productivity is dependent, amen, on your relationship at home your productivity at work amen wherever in the church as a pastor as an apostle as a prophet as a bishop amen are all connected directly not indirectly directly amen to your state of relationship at home i'm highlighting this because this is what the lord highlighted for us on the third day a wedding took place in cana in galilee On the third day, not on the second day, not on the first day, but on the third day, the day of the Lord. On the day of the Lord. On the day of resurrection. On the day of union. The Bible says a threefold cord is not easily broken. One shall put a fall a thousand, but two shall put to flight ten thousand. So you begin to see the importance and the power, amen, of the third day. Because the third day ought to be the day of union. Ought to be the day of formation. Ought to be the day of agreement. Ought to be the day, amen, of, 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 of compliance, of bringing forth the intentions of God, the counsels of God. But there is a problem here. The Bible says they ran out of wine. We know according to the book, amen, of Judges, amen, wine is designed to gladden the heart of men. Remember when they were looking for, amen, who to lead. They went to, amen, the fig, the fig tree. They went to the olive tree. They all gave excuse. So they finally went to the thorn bush. The thorn bush said, I will lead you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> 
So that is how I know. The wine, the Bible says, are designed to gladden. God is pouring out, amen, his spirit. The spirit of God, in most cases, is symbolized of wine. We know that there are two kinds of wine in the scripture. There is a wine that intoxicates, that causes people to lose their mind, lose their sense of reasoning. But there is a wine that you drink that, 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 that gladdens your heart. Yes. There's a wine that brings healing. And they say you cannot pour new wine into old wine scheme. If you do, you're going to have a, a bust, a waste. So we, we, can, we can look at this from various dimensions. But the point this morning, or as the Spirit of God brings us to this, amen, third day, as we hit the seventh day of our fast, like I said, we have entered, we have, we have entered into, amen, a new spiritual season where the conquest of the church, amen, will be pronounced. And I'm talking about the church that have chosen to wait, to, to depend, to listen, to follow the instructions of God. This is what we do when we fast, amen. We get to listen to God's voice. We get to know his mind. We get to receive fresh instruction. Like I said, we're not just fasting to get some material things. Those are secondary and we do need them and they will come but the very primary essence and reason of our fast, amen, is to be able to hear, is to be able to know God's prophetic intention, amen, for the next order of life that is leading us into. We are entering into a new spiritual frontier, amen, and the capacity we build in this season in time will define how we will be able to break through, how we'll be able to advance, amen, in this next chapter of life, amen, that is not just known to the church, but also known to the world. The world themselves have said it, amen, that the world have changed. The world will never be the same again. I was listening to the President of United States speak, you know, at the, um, the last, you know, a general, you know, assembly of the UN. He said, Joe Biden said, this next 10 years, this next decade is going to be a defining moment for the entire globe. Now, what is, it, what, what is he talking about? He can't be talking about climate change because we already know that, you know, climate change, there's a, there's a big issue around that, all right? He can't be talking about the pandemic because we all, all have seen, amen, the, the impacts, all right, of the pandemic, all right? And of course, he can't be talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the financial crisis, amen, in America or in China because he's all clear. So what is he talking about? Well, only him knows. But I know that he's saying something beyond what, amen, the general, you know, uh, uh, society knows. So we have to be able to understand things. And I'm saying this because I don't want us to take things lightly. Because one of the problems we have with humans, particularly in the church, all right, is this idea, all right, to, to, to just look at things on the face value, hear things and don't really have a true biblical prophetic understanding or meaning to what we're hearing. To many words are just words. To many words are just words. To many, this guy oh, is just a preacher. He's just preaching. No, you you will be a fool to just think what I'm saying is just mere words. If you cannot decipher, if you cannot unzip, amen, the reality of what is embedded within what I'm saying. These words are not my words. 
Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, words are conveyor, amen, of intention. Words, amen, are conveyor, amen, of divine intention or even, you know, diabolic intention. Be careful of what people say. And when people say things, don't just take it on a face value. You have to, you have to have a depth of understanding to be able to uncover, to be able to precisely amen, interpret what you hear. That's why the entire counsel of God's prophetic mandate, amen, for, for, for the church and for creation, amen, are all, amen, and you know, you know, capture in the Bible. In words. In words. So, if, if, if your attitude to words, amen, is just, uh, well, just words. <laughs> You're defeated already. Death and life are in the power of words. So, when you read scripture, when you read God's word or a prophecy is given, you're reading prophecy and you can't read, amen, between the lines. You can't understand. You're not, you don't have the ability to precisely interpret what God, amen, is saying. Then how do you position yourself, amen? Remember, we're talking about Daniel. He said, amen, I was reading, I understood from the scripture. I, Daniel, I'm reading Daniel 9, you know, verse um. Verse 2 again, in the first year of the reign, I, Daniel, understood, amen, understood from the scriptures. Is the scripture written down? Of course, yes. I, Daniel, understood, all right, from the scriptures, according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem, the destruction of Jerusalem, amen, yes, would last 70 years. So I turned to the Lord. What you hear, what you read must trigger, amen, a response system that, amen, allow you, amen, to, to lay hold of that which has been declared or has been promised or has been given. Okay? We have to, amen, uh, that, that, that's why the Bible says, you know, buy the truth and sell it now. You have to pay premium price for knowledge. And this time around, I'm talking about, amen, divine knowledge, spiritual knowledge, knowledge that will enhance your life, that will empower you, that will build you. So when the scripture says on the, on the third day, a wedding took place, that is not just some bedtime story. You've got to understand. You've got to be able to break down, amen, what the Lord is saying. That is why the scripture, amen, is the most valuable book. The Bible is the most valuable book on earth. It's not just because it's a compilation of 66 books. It's a compilation, amen, of volumes of the prophetic heart of God, of the prophetic mind of God, amen, amen, to help us. You see, where I am today, where I am today as a human being, Amen. It's all built on my response to what God says. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else made me. My entire life. At least from the point that I began to take responsibility you know, for myself. From the age, you know, about 14, 15, thereabouts. 
Everything is built on the word of God. The, the, the time I came, I think I came to know the Lord, if I'm not mistaken, around 16 or 15 thereabout. When I came to the truth of God's word, my life changed. Everything I've, I have been, I've known before that period was, was, was a mess. I have no sense of life. I have no sense of value. In fact, my, if, if you ask me, I just want to end it. But when I came to know God and I began to read the scripture, my life took a new shape. I became another man. So when I emphasize on the word, when you hear, amen, as you watch, you that you're watching, amen, when you, when you read on the screen, mightily grew the word of God and prevail. That is not some statement I'm just trying to make. I know that for sure that the word of God, amen, is mighty and it grows because it's alive. The word of God is not just some letter. The word of God is living, it's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It can break through any heart, amen, no matter how stony, how tired, how tough, how difficult you think you are. The word of God has the power to penetrate, to change, to renew, to reform, to transform. And if you continue to resist the word of God, the word will bring you to judgment. May not do it when you expect, but you see, you cannot hide from God's word. I'm just, I'm giving you context to what God, amen, is saying to us. So when they say on the third day, don't take that, amen, in some levity kind of attitude. God is telling us something. That in this day that is now defined as the third day. If you don't know, we are in a prophetic season. What is defining our life is based, amen, and captured by the kairos, the seasons of God, amen. Not the Roman calendar, not the not the chronos of men, but the kairos of God. Life is defined by two seasons, amen. The season that man, amen, defined in terms of calendar, January to December, amen. But there is a season that God has given to man that is defined by his prophetic activity in relating to humans. And the last, amen, overrides the first. So, if you're living your life, amen, based on human calendar, you are an awaiting accident. Because something can happen to you the next three hours that will completely, amen, you know, disfigure your life. That will con con completely override the things that you have planned. A lot of people have plans. But they don't consider God. That's part of what I want to show you this morning. Maybe while I'm on this, let me quickly read the scripture. We've got our own idea. We've got our own, you know, made up plan of how things must go. And then we just come. We invite Jesus. Come rubber stamp. Rubber stamp my plan for me. Sorry, it doesn't work like that. God has a plan. He has an objective. And he's got a prophetic calendar that he's working with. And if your life is not tagging along with that divine order. Amen. Listen to this. The enemy can toss you. All the enemy need is just one little issue to put ar ar around your path. And everything that you, you've planned crumbles. 
You might say, oh, my world has crumbled. Yes, because, amen, you think your world is defined by your, your strength. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse, uh, chapter 2 from verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, go proclaim in the hearings of Jerusalem, the whole nation, the whole people of God, proclaim in the hearings of Jerusalem that this is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth. In other words, call Jerusalem, amen, to remembrance. Call the people of God to remembrance. That's what I'm doing this morning. Proclaim Jeremiah to the hearings of Jerusalem. I remember the devotion of your youth, God says. Your love as a bride. How you follow me in the wilderness. How you follow me in the wilderness, in a land not sown, in a land not planted, wilderness. Israel was, Israel was holy unto the Lord. Israel was holy unto the Lord. The Lord is saying to Jeremiah, go and proclaim this into the hearings of my people in case this word will, 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 will jack them up, will wake them up. Amen. Yes. Israel was what? Was holy unto the Lord. The first fruits, the first fruits of his harvest. This is how God is describing the love Israel had for him in the twilight of his, of his life. All who devour her, amen, found themselves guilty. God said, I, I used to defend, I protect Israel. All who devour her, found themselves guilty. Disaster came upon them, declares the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob. From Israel, amen, is not changing it to house of Jacob. Hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all you families of the house of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What fault did your father found in me? What fault did your father found in me? All right? And follow worthless idols and became worthless themselves. They did not ask where the Lord is. They did not ask where is the Lord. In other words, they, they, they got to a point where they began to amen, worship idols. They began to worship image that they, they formed, that others formed. Yes, they've been captured, amen, by the values and trends of, 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 of the world around them. They've been captured by the, you know, philosophy and the culture of the world around them. They've been sucked in. They have now conformed, amen, to the world system. This is, this is God's, amen, charge against his own people. He says, what fault did your father found in me? What did I do to them? That they, they got to the point where they did not, they, they no longer seek the Lord. They no longer follow me. They did not ask, where is the Lord? It, does that sound like where we are to them, the church? Yes. Nobody's asking, where is the Lord? Where is the Lord? Where is the Lord in his prophetic program for my life? Where is the Lord in his prophetic intention? Where, where, what is that prophetic mandate of God for my life? You have forgotten. Some of us don't even know it. And we have never bothered, amen, to ask, to inquire of the Lord. Like God said to Jeremiah, they did not inquire of my ways. 
They did not ask, where is the Lord who brought us who brought us up out from the land of bondage, from the land of Egypt, who led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and pits, a land of droughts and darkness. He led us through the land, amen, of deserts and pits, a land of droughts, amen, and darkness, a land where, amen, travelers, a land where there are no travelers on the road. Verse 7 says, I brought you into a fatal land to eat the fruits and bounty but you came and defiled my land the land that I brought you into you defiled it and made my inheritance detestable the priest did not ask where is the Lord I mean if the priest is no longer asking where is the Lord then you know we're in big trouble because the priest ought to be the conscience of the society not just the conscience of the church the priest amen God's priesthood ought to be the conscience of society ought to be the one pricking the heart of God ought to be the one awakening the minds of the people ought to be the one say guys wake up when you hear my voice amen I'm, I'm doing the work I've been sent. I'm a priest to awaken you. Amen. I'm supposed to be ringing the bell. The priest ought to be ringing the bell in the morning. It's time for us to pray. It's time to seek the face of God. It's time for us to call upon the name of the priest ought to call for the fast. Now the feast, the priest today call for a feast. Let's feast. Why do we fast? We fast to be awakened spiritually. To know, to hear. In case judgment is coming, we easily do what? Repent. Have you noticed that if you don't fast, amen, it's difficult to live a life of humility. One of the things that fasting does, it brings you to see the need, amen, to humble yourself before the Lord. Fasting humbles you. It compels you to live a life, amen, of humility. It compels you to live a life of submission. It confess you to excuse me, compel you to live a life of, of confession. Yes. The priest did not ask, Where is the Lord? The experts in the law no longer know me. I know they, they think because they are the experts. They are the they are the they are the skillful ones. When it comes to, you know, societal de development, reform, innovations, suddenly, let's throw God away. Is that all what is going on now? Listen to this. It says, the experts in the law, back in those days, the, you know, the law becomes, the law is what defines every other thing we do in society. The experts of the law are the carriers, are the handlers of the constitution, basically. Today, we have experts in almost every areas of life. And people today, once they come to certain knowledge, they've acquired secular knowledge, they throw God away. It's like God is no longer existing. It's like God is no longer existing. Thank you so very much, my dear brother. God bless you. Thank you for joining this morning. I appreciate it. Brother Gashin, thank you so much. I appreciate this. Thank you. Bless you, my brother. The priest no longer asks, where is the Lord? The expert in the law, in the law, no longer, amen, know me. I thought God should be the epitome, the revealer of the law. 
It should be the one telling us, amen, how we ought to live life. Remember, back in the days, those who are handlers of the law defines how society, amen, should be framed, should be governed, amen. Like I said earlier on, the word of God, amen, was the chief, amen, constitution that defines, amen, how people live life, either, you know, civil life, amen, or even spiritual life. Back in those days, amen, every, every, every aspect of life is all culminated into one law, the law of God. Today we have separated that. Today we've got laws that deals with various aspects of life. That is not necessarily sourced, amen, from the law of justice and righteousness. You see, so God says, even the experts of the law, the handlers of the law, the ones who pass law, amen, in the court, who defines, amen, who is right from who is wrong, no longer seek me, no longer take counsel from me. You see, in the next uh, a few months, thereabout, South Africa is going to be taking, or it's going to be choosing the next, you know, uh, 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 chief justice. Friends, this is battle for us, church. For those who are laughing over this thing, to me, listen to me, to me, choosing the chief justice of a nation is more important than the president. Because guess what? If the president makes any error, the chief justice of a nation has the authority to, revo- to remove him. So let's not joke around this. If you're listening, you're watching me. We need to go into prayer, hallelujah, and pray to God to give us somebody who is even, who will be more even hard, more strong, amen, more righteous than Mokwen Mokwen, because indeed we give kudos to Mokwen Mokwen for how he stood his ground, amen, against those that want to push him around. I want to, you know, listen, if not for Mokwe Mokwe, Christianity would have been taken to another level. When I mean another level, the Christianity would have been pushed to the, to the gutters. But that man, hallelujah, he showed us, and I know that there are a lot of, a lot of, you know, ju- you know, chief justice, excuse me, not chief, a lot of justice in this nation that are appalled, that are appalled to what Mokwen Mokwen did. They didn't like the fact that he bent, he bent, amen, he bent on his knees, alright, and he prayed, he prayed. They didn't like that to them. That was like, why would he do that? Hallelujah. That man had established something over the, over the spiritual justice system of this nation that cannot be, amen, you know, uh, removed. And we need to continue to pray for that man. And we need to continue to believe God that God will give us, amen, more men and women who will be able to practice their Christianity in public. Because practicing Christianity today in public, you know, is like anathema. You dare not do it. But Sangomas can do their thing in public. When the, pres- when the president is entering uh, the parliament, all those people that, you know, that hail them and do all sorts of things, all those things that they say behind Zuma and you know, all of that, those things mean something. Those things steer something in the spirit realm over the nation. But we say, but that is our tradition. So who says that Christianity is not part of our tradition? I'm just highlighting something for us. It says, those who pass the law no longer seek me. 
As if passing the law does not need the mind of God. That is what they are trying to tell Mokwe Mokwe. You don't bring, you don't bring God into, into... How do you define justice without righteousness? They go hand in hand. You will never be able to appropriate justice without righteousness. And you will never be able to claim that you are righteous, amen, if you cannot exercise justice. We have to, in this season of awakening, there has to be an understanding of what the Lord will have us know and how to exhibit the values, amen, of, 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 our, of, our, of our spirituality, amen, even in the marketplace. I'm reading, I'm just reading a scripture and I want us to follow the line that God, amen, is, is, is highlighting for us. Verse 8 of Jeremiah chapter 2. The priest did not ask, where is the Lord? This is not going Sunday morning to preach. The priest is no longer asking, where, excuse me, has the Lord gotten lost? Is the Lord missing? No, he's not. the Lord is not missing. God is not missing. But where is he? The, the priest did no longer ask, where is the Lord? God is always on the move. Where is the Lord regarding the prophetic mandate of South Africa? Where is the Lord, amen, regarding his prophetic counsel for my church as a pastor? Where is the Lord, amen, regarding my position as the, the head of a home? Where is the Lord, amen, regarding my position, amen, as the mother in the house raising children? Where is the Lord? What is God saying to me about my children amen what is God saying to me about my daughter where is the Lord in the life of my son where is the Lord in the life of my wife my husband where is the Lord in the life of the community that I'm living amen the priest is no longer asking it's not just continuing oh, well, oh it's Sunday morning we're going to church for all I care we can go to church and read what the what the Bible says but what is God saying Regarding the moment in time, we're talking about man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed. Where is the Lord means? What is the proceeding word of God? Where? What is the proceeding mind of God? Where is God regarding his church, regarding the ministry amen, of the ascended gifts? Where is God? What is God doing? Where is the Lord? Amen. In your life, my dear sister Priscilla, where is the Lord? In the life of you, man of God, where is the Lord? Where point? If you can point at where he is in your life, then you are tracking. Some of us are living where God was 10 years ago. But he has moved. Because he's on his move. He's moving based on his prophetic agenda for nations. That's why people will hear some of the things that I'm saying and they will fight me. Why? Because they are where God was 20 years ago. They are not seeing where he is today. So how would you want to agree with somebody who is not where God was 20 years ago? 
You see why the church is divided? You see why there is no unity and agreement in the body of Christ? Because somebody wants to steal what God did, amen, 30 years ago. We're still dancing around that. We're still, you know, you know, building around that. We're still holding on to that because it was good. But God has left that, amen. His journey, amen, is going through a wilderness to take us to the next dimension of, of, of his intention. Hallelujah. But we don't want to go on because by the time you look at, hey, what's this guy saying? That doesn't sound like what God told me. What is God saying to you today? That's why I believe the issues of unity in the body of Christ can only be achieved spiritually. It cannot be achieved by network. It cannot be achieved, amen, by bringing people together because people have all kinds of idea, amen, of what Christianity is, of what the church is, of what spirituality is. Yes, that and that is what we call religion. Religion is our mind interpreting what we think God is saying or God is doing. Religion is very powerful. Did you see what the Schembeck Church did in, in, uh, in, in Durban few, few, uh, last week? They were only trying to make a statement because they were not in agreement, amen, of the judgment of the courts. Remember, there were two Schembeck, you know, uh, 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 leaders fighting. Did you see the heads of, of Shembe people on the street? They are like water. You, all you just see is heads of people. Any government will be scared of that. That's a power of religion. <laughs> they were only making a statement. So you, you begin to understand what the church is dealing with. They were interviewing one man. He says, no, this man, which suppose, I don't know which one of the head, is our Messiah. I said, what? They're not even hiding it. They said, he is our Messiah. And they call it a church. And they are, if, I'm sure they are the largest in, in the Western Hemisphere. Not just in South Africa. So, then you talk about Unity in the body of Christ. I mean, for years I've been I've been trying to bring leaders together, pastors together. In fact, when I was in Bible school back in the days in the nineties, that's what people they call me Barnabas because I love to I love to bring people together. Remember, it was Barnabas who went to look for Paul. I love I love to you know organize meeting and just bring leaders together, bring gifts together. You know, as I grow in the Lord, I realize that you cannot do this by just desire and wish. And I thank God for the grace, the passion God has given to me. But you cannot do it by might. You cannot do it by power. It has, God must walk in the heart of people. And that's why the scripture talks about the remnant. It's not everybody. People may go to heaven, but not everybody, amen, will, will, will come together to advance the purposes of God. Some people... In their, in their so-called practicing of Christianity, when they die, they will go to heaven. That's fine. But I hope you know that going to heaven is not the ultimate. The ultimate is to do the will of him who sent us and to finish it. My will is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it. That is the ultimate. That is what heaven will rejoice over. But to do the will of God, we have to know his will. We have to align with the will 
We can't take part of. We can't take some of. We can't take few of the will of God and throw the rest. No. If you want to do the will of God, then you have to know, amen, the mind of God. You have to know the word of God. You have to know what the spirit of God, amen, is demanding. You have to be prophetic. What does that mean? It means you have to be following wholeheartedly, amen. Your, your, your journey with the Lord must be, amen, as your heart beats, as the deer pants after. That's a prophetic it's not just to prophesy and give people good, good word and step people up. No, it's to follow hard after the heart of God. When you have the heart of God, you'll be able to, amen, give the will of God, reveal the will of God to the people. The priest no longer sick. The priest no longer asked, where is the Lord? The expert The experts in the law no longer know me. And the leaders rebel against me. The priests, the experts, and the leaders. The last one. The prophets prophesy by Baal. This one is difficult. The prophets are prophesying through the inspiration, through the unction of Baal. You said, is that possible? Well, <laughs> the scripture said it. So when you hear, thou see the Lord, you must understand, amen, that they might be referring to another God, another Lord, the prophets prophesy. This is, these are the prophets of God have been captured by a wrong spirit by the spirit of Baal what's the spirit of Baal the spirit of Baal is the spirit of Mamo the worship of Baal amen is a worship to promote to increase the economy remember the prophets of, of, of Baal were on the mountain when uh, you know uh, Mount Camel yes because Baal amen they believe that Baal is the one that provides for them that provides rain for them that you know gives them grain, that gives them corn, that gives them wheat. Baal is the one, amen, that caused their land, amen, to, to you know to, to you know to, to be fertile. They believe that God, you know, Baal, amen, is, is part of uh, the God of fertility. Agriculture fertility, not just you know giving birth now. And this is why the punishment, amen of God to the people of God was to shut down the heavens, was to seize the rain. Say, okay, let Baal do it. <laughs> you think Baal is the one in... Okay, let's see. And remember that Jezebel had captured all the prophets. Except for some who are in hiding and of course for Elijah himself. The Bible talks about the prophets that eat on the table of Jezebel. So if you're eating on the on the table of Jezebel, who are you going to be prophesying for? Of course, Baal. The prophet prophesied by Baal and follow useless, worthless idols. What will lead the prophet of God, the people of God, to, to, to get so low to this kind of a lifestyle? People can easily forget, you know. 
People can easily forget what God has done in their life if we don't continually remind ourselves. If we don't continually live in that state, amen, of, of reminding ourselves, amen, what God, hallelujah, has done and is doing. It says, therefore, I will contend with you again, the Lord says, declares the Lord. I will bring, amen, a case against your children's children, amen. It says, cross over to, you know, to, to, to the coast of, to the coast of Cyprus and take a look, amen, send to Kida. Amen. And consider carefully. See if there's ever anything like this. As a nation ever changes God. Though there are no gods at all. Yet my people have exchanged their glory for useless, worthless idols. Be astounded by this. All heavens. God says heaven. Take note of what the children of Israel is doing. Be astounded by this. Oh heaven. Be shocked and utterly you know, appalled, declares the Lord. Listen to this. My people have committed two evils. Two evils. My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. That's the first evil. And he's explained his case. He's laid his case. They have amen, forsaken me. The fountain. Listen to this. The fountain of living water. Not just the fountain of water. The fountain of living water. That's the first sin they have committed. And the second sin. And they have dug. Amen. They have dug. They have dug their own cisterns. Then the Lord says, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. What leads us to this point and place? When we forsake. When we refuse. Amen. To journey with God. When we refuse to adhere and listen. God what are you doing? What are you saying? All of this that I have said. Amen. Is to explain to us. Amen. The impact of what we read in John chapter 2. On the third day a wedding took place in the Can in Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother, amen, was there. Jesus and his disciple had also been invited to the wedding. When they, when they ran out of water, excuse me, out of wine, Jesus' mother went to him and said, they have no more wine. And I'm saying to us, what can lead us to this point on the third day to run out of wine in the time, in the day where we're supposed to be getting married to the Lord? In a point, in a day where we're supposed to be connecting with heaven's intention. In a day where we're supposed to be uniting with, amen, the heart of God. Amen. The only thing I can explain is that, one, we take God for granted. We abuse the things of God. Amen. We, 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 we live in spiritual assumption. The Bible says, take heed. You that you think you stand, take heed lest you fall. This is a time we've got to look and reevaluate our life, reevaluate, amen, our sense of spirituality and commitment to the things of God. It's so easy. I mean, do you see how people can wake up any day, just start a church, just start anything, any, anybody? <laughs> and people say, oh, no, no, you know, government say, no, we've got to regulate, we've got to regulate this church, you know. Thank God uh, that we, we no longer hear about those who used to feed the people with all kinds of things to drink and to eat. You feed them with reptiles. You give them, you know, petroleum to drink. You give them all kinds of things, you know, all in the name of spirituality. 
I mean, even the Sangomas don't do things like this. I mean, this will have taken spirituality and religion, amen, to another height of foolishness. Where you where you where you lay people on the ground and you put you know you you, you put speaker on them and you jump on them and you see all kinds of crazy things you know where you know a man of God is kissing kissing a woman in the church in the name of you know say you're blowing out you know you're taking out the evil spirit but you're kissing another man's wife we see all these crazy things that people are doing in the name of God how did the church get to the point that this kind of foolishness is allowed? A child that is that cannot even regulate his own self. How do you how do you stand to speak on behalf of the nation? And all of these people they came out from somewhere. They ran out of wine. What is the warning as we enter the third day, friends? Let us not just live our life, our spirituality with the ideology of just inviting Jesus and his disciple into our thing. You can do your thing and invite the Lord. That order is obsolete. In this third day, you, have, you, you don't have your own thing. You have God's thing. Including the man and the woman you're going to marry. They must come from God. The people you're going to be affiliating to. They must come from, from God. From the Father. The fellowship. The commitment. Amen. You, 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 you involve yourself. Must be steered by God. On the fact that there was a wedding. They invited. No. That, that dimension is over. He must be the one. That initiates the union, the commitment, the relationship. Because if he is the one that initiates it, if he is the one that calls for it, amen, you will not run into this point where the Bible says they ran out of wine. Let us yield to the voice of God. Because in this season in time, the Lord, amen, has, has kept the best. My point is, friends, listen to this. God has kept the best for last. You will assume that, amen, the worst is kept for last. God has preserved for himself a people, a company. When we repent and do what we need to do, as we take the posture of servanthood again in the body of Christ. When we go, amen, and take water and begin to fill these empty six jars. Yes. We must fill our life, fill our soul. We must occupy, amen, our faculty. That dimension of rebellion, the sixth day, that order, six represent man. When we begin to fill man again with the water, with the word of God, with the life of God, amen, something is going to happen. And I believe that is what we, we're going to see in this season and time. We're going to have, amen, a mighty move of God that, 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 that is born, that is birthed out of, amen, a, a, a time of, of, of 
of studying and, 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 and waiting, amen, and growing and developing in the ministry of God's word. It says, fill the jars to the brim. Now then fetch to the master of ceremony, Jesus said. Verse 7, Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water so that so they filled the water to the brim. Then they took them. Then he said to them, now draw out and take a man to the master of the banquet. They did so and the master of the banquet tasted, listen to this, listen to this tasted the water that have been turned into wine. Nobody knew that it, the, the Bible never said Jesus turned the water into wine. He just said, no, take from the water, go. There's no place that the Bible says Jesus basically turned the water into wine. No, it's just a, it's a miracle. It just said, fill, read the scripture, fill the jar with water and fetch the water, go give it to. Between the point of fetching and taking to the master of ceremony, a miracle took place. Because obedience has been enacted. When we enact, when we activate obedience in our life, amen, what happens, what the result of that, amen, is the manifestation of miracle. They did so. The master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. It had been turned into wine. It did not realize where it came from. Of course, how would he realize Things are just going. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said. The prophet, the people who wrote this must have been. is dropping on what this man said. Then he called the bridegroom and said. Everyone brings out the choice wine first. And then the cheaper, the cheaper wine after the guest. Amen. Had had too much. To drink but you have saved the best till now how come how how are you able to do that there's no excitement of bringing out the best first how come you have preserved the best till now the bible says what jesus did in cana of galilee was the first of the signs through which amen he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him friends there is a walk in this end time in this last day the lord has kept the best for last you may think the last is manifesting evil you may think the last day is manifesting darkness gloom destruction virus bacteria whatever it is financial meltdown but the lord has kept the best and there's a generation right now manifesting coming out to reveal the glory of god there is a generation there is a company of men and women hallelujah coming out to display the glory of yeshua the glory of Elion. I don't know about you, but I'm part of amen, that company of people. Why? Because we have come to be renewed. We have come, amen, to, to do away with the old. 
We have come to be, hallelujah, rebuilt. We have come to be renovated. We have come to be transformed. As we wait on the Lord, we're seeing God pour afresh into our lives. Fresh water. And let this water become a sign and a wonder to our generation. Even as people drink of us the wine of your spirit. Friends, it's a glorious day. It's a wonderful, glorious day. It's a day of newness. It's a day of life. It's a day of grace. It's a day of wisdom. It's a day of knowledge. The knowledge of the Holy One. It's a day where, amen, we are turning back to God. We are repenting, amen, of our sins, of our carnality, of our, of our fleshy life. Now we are turning to the, to the ways of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now we are yielding to the instructions of the Spirit. Now we are saying, Lord, we repent, O oh God, of, of, of men and women who have forsaken your ways. Lead us, yes, experts who have left your ways. Yes, priests who have refused, who have refused to search your ways. Yes, prophets who have prophesied by via the spirit of God. We repent of that. Now, Lord, we turn to you as we understand by the books that this is a day, Lord, of revisiting your people. This is the day where you are turning our captivity yes, around. This is the day where you are ending the desolation of Jerusalem. This is the day of the rebuilding of the burnt gate and the broken walls of Jerusalem. This is a day where you are touching our lives again and you are awakening our spirit to rise up to represent your prophetic mandate. Lord, we take our place. We ask you today, oh God, to touch us, renew us. Lord, we ask you to reform us. Every area of our life, we ask, oh God, that your will find inroad and expression. Heal our land again. Give us men and women, oh God, who will do your bidding without fear or favor. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Let your spirit once again minister life to us. Minister your breath, oh God, to us. Uh, awaken us with your wild wind. Uh, bring us to the place of divine compliance. Uh, bring us to the place of divine compliance. Uh, we yield to you. We surrender to you. Pour your spirit upon us again. We cry out for freshness. We cry out for newness. We cry out, we cry out of, oh God, for divine empowerment. And do us, oh God, endow us this morning. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. May your glory once again be revealed in our lives, through our life. Give us understanding. Help us to see the things, oh God, that you have ordained for us. Open our minds. Open our understanding. Give us, oh God, a quickening spirit, oh God. Help us. Help us for we cannot help ourselves. Touch our lives. Touch our homes. Our family. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for a change. We thank you Father for hope. We thank you for healing and deliverance. We thank you Lord for what you are doing right now. Yes. Thank you Father for a newness. A new beginning in our lives. Thank you Father for a new direction. Thank you Father for a new impartation of your spirit. We receive in the name of Jesus divine impartation. We receive in the name of Jesus divine impartation. We receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth divine impartation. We bless your holy name this morning, oh God. As we wait on this seventh day, we pray in the name of Jesus. May our life enter a new direction, a new sphere of spiritual advancement. 
thank you, Father, for increase, oh God. Increase, increase, increase within our spirit, man. Thank you, Lord, that, yes, Lord, we are growing in our spiritual understanding. Hallelujah. We thank you that wisdom is building this life. Your church is rising up. Your saints are marching on. The gates of hell will not prevail. We bless your holy name. We proclaim once again, may your kingdom come. May your will be done as it is done in heaven. Let there be this day, oh God, a manifestation of your demand. Let your prophetic mandate be established in our life. Thank you, Spirit of God, that you will have a people, a church, oh God, that you call the church of the third day, the church of the last day. Yes, Father, our life becomes the very effulgence manifestation of your demand for this season and time. We thank you that you will lead us, pour us forth, Lord, as river into the nations, O oh God. For the healing of the nation, we take our stand. For the healing of the land, we take our stand. We proclaim, let the land be healed. Let the continent of Africa be touched once again. In the name of Jesus, we shut the mouth of lion. We shut the walks of darkness. We shut the gates of evil. We declare, let the church arise. Let your kingdom come. Let your name be glorified. Arise, O oh God. Let your enemy be scattered. You and the ark of your might enter into the place of your glory take your place have your way lord let there be a shaking oh god of the foundation of many generations let your name be glorified we bless your holy name thank you lord that you resource us oh god thank you lord that you bless your 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 people oh god thank you lord that your household once again rise in faith oh god in the name of jesus we bless you we honor you we thank you once again thank you father for truth that is prevailing over our life may we begin to understand from the scripture according to your word oh god that is given help us to see help us to have clarity understanding clear interpretation biblical interpretation to the glory of god father we thank you oh hallelujah glory to your name thank you father oh we praise your name thank you lord for my brethren wherever they are watching listening this morning i pray in jesus name perfect your will in their life perfect your intention yes for their life for their home for their family their career their ministry in the name of jesus touch their touch their lives oh god yes father make their life a living testimony in this season in this period in time we bless you we glorify your name i proclaim upon you the baraka of god the blessings of god the goodness of god fulfill your prophetic mandate in the name of jesus let your life be aligned to god's prophetic mandate let your life yes begin to receive and flow in the direction of god's counsel in the name of jesus arise go forth break forth in jesus name i declare in the name of jesus let your life become indeed a spring yes of living water in the name of jesus let your life begin to flow like a river into the nations let god's will and purpose be fulfilled in your life in your home in your family in the life of your children in your marriage i declare healing restoration deliverance i proclaim the goodness of god i declare you are healed you are healed you are healed you are renewed you are reformed you are blessed to the glory of god Father, we thank you. May your kingdom continue to come. May your will be done to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord is good. We praise God once again this morning for what he has done. We thank him, amen, for the release and the declaration of his word. May his word, amen, never depart from our mouth. 
May we continue to proclaim and release this word, amen, so that the nation will continue to be healed, amen, and be restored. Thank you so very much, everyone. Thank you so much, man of God. Amen. My dear, wonderful sister, really appreciate your connection this morning. God bless you. May you guys have a wonderful, blessed day. Hope to see you again in the afternoon or in the evening. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of the day. Bye-bye.